Hi, I'm Patrick Kagan, your host for Sales Hindsights, a podversation that combines my 30 plus years of experience with the expertise of my guests, and trust me, all of them will amaze you. Now, it's been said that hindsight is 2020 vision, so my guests and I are charged with answering one thing for you knowing what we know now, what best practices and takeaways have the last 30 years in sales, sales management, executive leadership, and entrepreneurship provided to us that you can take with you. So enjoy the listen as we podversate for your growth. Hey, welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast, Sales Hindsights. I love the input, the feedback I'm getting from all the listeners. So thank you so much. Just by tuning in, you've accomplished two things today. The first is you've taken the first best step toward improving some situation or outcome in your world that you're not happy with. And the other is that you've proven to yourself that outside confidential coaching can benefit you personally and professionally. So congratulations. Now, in the course of our conversations, you're going to discover that we'll do a couple of things. We're going to make sales make sense. We'll make leadership make sense. We'll make management make sense. Small business makes sense. And you know what? We're going to make life make sense. And we do it in a very practical and easy to understand approach. We try to give you just those little nuggets that you can carry with you each day, and you can apply them to every situation that comes your way. Now, be sure to download and follow our podcast. You can just go to our website, pksolutionsgroup.com. And when you're there, make it a point to support the show in some form or fashion so that we can continue bringing you great content. You can go to the Our Podcast button, and you can get all the episodes of our conversations. If you'd like, you can set up monthly membership at the Support the Podcast button, where you can establish monthly membership, you get bonus content, you get one-on-one time with me and my staff. And if monthly membership is not your thing, just go to the button called Shop. And when you shop, you can get the bonus content in single edition format, so you don't have to be a monthly member. Now, today we plan to dive into the topic of the evolution of the sales professional. And I love this topic. I could talk about this forever. Um, And if you remember back to uh, probably season one, maybe season two, our conversation with Amy Benzowitz, the title of that conversation was Our Labels, Limitations to Roles. And we talked about in sales, the role of hunter and farmer. Uh, and, And, you know, it was a great conversation, lots of feedback, lots of folks wanting to hear more and more about not only those roles, but my thoughts on the evolution of those roles. And and I do believe absolutely labels are limitations to roles. There was a time early in my career, uh, up and coming and growing sales teams. And part of growing sales teams is having a great accountability system. And when folks are held accountable, it's a results-based relationship. And I I learned early on that I had high expectations for my sales teams and I got high levels of results. But not everyone is a high sales producer. Some folks, um, they aren't, and, they, and they're held to that level of accountability. And if it doesn't make sense, they need to move on. It's not the right role for them. So because I was good and fair at uh, setting up accountability standards um, and measuring those on a regular basis and growing teams that could fit into that, um, 
And, and I did it in a very you know positive and and productive way for the employees that didn't make it as well for the, for the employees that did make it. But I had a boss who viewed me as somebody who was really good at air quotes firing people or really good at weeding out the weeds. Uh, and that's a bad reputation to get. And I didn't like that reputation, but there was nothing I could do. This person was going to label me as that. And she got to the point where she would literally let it be known that when she sent people to me, it was because I was good at getting rid of people who couldn't sell or perform. I couldn't get that label off of me. And that was not a good role to be in. So I learned a valuable lesson there that labels definitely can be limitations to your roles, to your growth, to your productivity, and everything else. Now, in sales, there's a, a long-standing analogy of hunters and farmers. And when I talked with Amy Benzowitz, uh, the, the president at LB Digital, uh, we talked about the idea of bringing the farmer into the hunt and bringing the hunter into the farm. And I love the idea of the evolution of the salesperson, sales professional, because the analogy of hunter and farmer really kind of goes back to caveman days when we were all, you know, running from dinosaurs and we were, we were cave people. And there were those that might go out and hunt big game and bring back big slabs of dinosaur meat to feed the tribe. And then there were those that were farmers and they were also called, you know, gatherers and they would do the long-term planting of the crops. So we all understand the, the picture of hunter and farmer. And I'll just kind of talk through maybe words that are descriptive words that put the idea around you know, today's modern day salesperson. And, and people still use that terminology, you know, they're a real hunter. They're, they're kind of a farmer. Farmer gets the bad, the bad end of the stick, I believe, in my opinion. Um, I was labeled as a hunter. And hunter you tend to look at someone who's a hunter as they're aggressive and they're bold. Uh, they're the ones that they go out and they open up new accounts. They get new business. They're focused on growth. They're driven. They're ambitious. That's a hunter. They go out and they get that big game and they keep going and get more. And, and that is something visible. You can see immediate. There's tangible results. You either did get some big game to feed the tribe or you didn't, but then you move on and you keep going and you're aggressive and you're ambitious, that type of thing. And if you have a whole group of only hunters, those that are killing bad, big game, you can get into a situation where you've just killed a bunch of big game uh, and you don't take care of that game. And so things get spoiled and that happens in sales. So to use the analogy of hunting, just imagine you, you, you kill a bunch of, of dinosaurs back in the dinosaur days, but you don't stop and prepare the meat and harvest the tissues that you can use and the bones that you can use, and you don't put everything to good use. You neglect that. Well, that happens in a society of only hunting salespeople. You might open a new door and that customer and that account becomes a big uh, deal in, in the corporation. But if you, don't, if you don't take care of that, if you don't tend to that, you'll lose it as quick as you got it. So, you, so having the imbalance of only hunting is not necessarily a good thing. So those those qualities you see in a hunter, while they are there, there are things that hunters don't have. Sometimes they don't have attention to detail. Sometimes they don't have patience and they come on very strong. Sometimes they sell 
deals that can't be managed or maintained. So they, they sell something impossible, which, which creates a, an expectation with the client of something they want, but that hunter is no longer around after saying that it can be done to prove that it can't be done and it's unrealistic. So, so that's hunter. Farmer gets the, when I say they get the kind of the short end of the stick, they get the, the descriptors, things like they're passive. Um, they can maintain what others open, but they can't open those accounts themselves. They're order takers. They're not really ambitious. Uh, so they, they kind of get the, the label put on them that they're sort of sitting around and they're waiting for things to come in instead of going out and getting those things. Um, and that's, that's the negative to the, to the farmer. Now, some things I see that are strengths of a farmer. Farmers are extremely intelligent and they're very observant. So if you think of somebody, even in the caveman days of being a farmer, they would observe the climate, they would observe the soil, they would observe what happens with seeds. They would see that over time, seeds become plants, plants become trees, trees bear fruit, fruit feeds the tribe. It takes a longer time, but it is something that is sustainable and something that helps long-term, even in those dry spells. And that happens in sales as well. So there's the, the notion that a farmer isn't what you want on the front lines. And you could make an argument, uh, front lines of sales, and the, you could make the argument <clears throat> that a farmer is exactly what you want on the front lines of sales. Because farmers look at the long-term impact of what's happening. And in a sales environment, that means that they're they're listening to the client's needs and they're helping the client come on board, but they're thinking about what happens day two, day three, day four, month four, month five, month six, year five, year six, year seven with that client. They're thinking about the long-term benefit to their company and to that client. And they have strong attention to detail because the devil is in the details when it comes to sales. And they take care of what they've observed. So in the caveman days, they take care of the soil. They turn the soil. They add nutrients to the soil. They harvest more seeds. They notice that there are also pollinators that come around and help make plants healthier. So they're very observant. They're very intelligent. Um, they may not be aggressive, but that doesn't make them unambitious. They may not be, be going out and hunting the big game. But when the big game comes in, they've got their eye on the prize and they do know how to grow business from the inside out. And that's holistic growth. And we all talk about the, the debate, which I don't know why there's a debate, but there's a debate. What's more valuable, new business or existing business? It's much easier to grow business. It's much easier to hang on to business that you might even lose than it is to go out and get new business. It's very hard. And that's why sometimes hunters are overvalued. It's a very hard thing to do. Now, hunters don't resent farmers and farmers don't resent hunters. They operate in the same environment, just with different capacities and different strengths. And so what I've done with the teams I've had is I've tried to do a couple of things. I've tried to incorporate bringing farmers on the hunt and bringing hunters into the farm and let them both work with their strengths to help the other. 
So, for instance, to use the analogy again of the caveman days, if a farmer is with a hunter and they notice that the big game tends to eat the fruit of a certain tree, that farmer might start planting those trees closer to the camp so that the far, the hunter doesn't need to go out so far, venture out so far, to capture the big game. When they do that, they have to be observant, again, of the soil, the conditions, the nutrients, the seeds, the pollinators, everything around. And then they have to say, we, have, we can create those conditions or we have those conditions. We can make something that attracts the big game in. And then the hunter doesn't need to go as far, can help bring in that big game and not use up so much energy, so much time, so many resources. Now, just translate that. That's a really easy analogy to translate over to sales. You can do the same thing with accounts. And you can pair up hunters and farmers. And it's a real gift to coach and lead these different personalities in terms of who speaks when, who says what, who does what, and how do we get not only this big game to come in closer to us and build a farm closer to what we're good at, but how do we get others to come as well? That's referral business. Now, the other would be when you bring the hunter into the farm and they're, they're going to be impatient. They like to be on the move. They like to be hunting the big game. They like to be in sales pitching the big pitch, closing the big deal, and they don't want to deal with what happens afterwards. But there's a great benefit when they are tasked with handling what comes after the sale and an appreciation of what chaos can be created with big promises up front and what has to be done on the back end. And so the appreciation of the hunter seeing what the farmer goes through in order to maintain and grow business is invaluable. And they work very well in a very symbiotic and, and, and uh, partnership type uh, arrangement. And the idea of one compensation fits all isn't always the right thing. You need to look at your group and you need to say what's most important for the group and how do we re reward that. And so being heavy on just rewarding the, the closing of new business and new accounts may reward one side of your group more than the other. The rewarding of growing profits when somebody is a farmer and they can help grow profits and someone is a hunter and that's just not their thing, you're punishing them. And so you want to get to where everybody shares in everybody's strengths and we work towards what makes it better for you. And the whole idea is that it starts with leadership. And I, I enjoy this part of my job when I consult and I ask people, what's your job? Tell me what your title is and tell me what's your job. And I'll get, I'm vice president of marketing. My job is to uh, look at marketing communications and product marketing and social media and blah, blah, blah. And I'll ask the next person. They'll say, I'm vice president of production. My job is to make sure production moves timely and smoothly and cost effectively, blah, blah, blah. And very rarely do I, as a matter of fact, never do I get an organization where they have different titles and they all say, my job is creating the best customer experience I can. Everybody's in that business of creating the best customer experience they can, which means everybody's in sales. And sales isn't just 
sign the dotted line, buy the product or solution from me. Sales is what happens after that happens. Sales is what goes on for years and years. We're not in the business of one-time orders. And that's the whole thing we have to remember. You're always in the business of people business. You're always in the business of repeat and growth. And you have to really understand that unique people are hunters, unique people are farmers. And then there's a third category that most people overlook, which I call the providers. And providers really are a combination of hunter and farmer. They aren't a division. So you're going to have folks that they clearly jump out as you as a hunter. Some folks clearly jump out as a farmer. Both have strengths. And then there's going to be this hybrid, which I call the provider. And they're probably really good future leaders. So you may want to earmark that as somebody who's a future leader. But they take a look at what's great for the whole group, what's great for the whole tribe of our caveman tribe, or what's great for our whole company. Um, you can think of them for another analogy as like kind of the queen uh, on a chessboard. The queen can do every piece's move. They do every every position's move, and they're the most powerful piece on the board. That's what these providers are, um, and they have a great understanding of the big picture. But what's really unique about them is they start first with an understanding of the customer and their needs then a great understanding of our capabilities as a solution provider. And finally, they understand the competition. So they don't go into situations at a disadvantage. They go in talking about differentiators. What makes us different than everybody else you're going to see? What you said you want is not unique, but it's customized to you. Here's what my group does well for you. Here's how we can make this pain go away. Here's what makes us different than anything else you're going to see that's out there. It has nothing to do with price. It has nothing to do with um, um, you know long-term contracts. It has to do with listening in the moment and having decision makers realize that today you understand it and you have a team in place that tomorrow can answer these questions as we begin to grow and evolve and move forward. So I would add to the role of hunter and to the role of farmer that there's also those that, are, that I call provider. And you can turn hunters into providers. You can turn farmers into providers. You can turn providers back into hunters or farmers. They can do all those roles. Providers can do both. But the, the key to leadership is you figure this out through effective shoulder time with your team who is who? Now, some people like to say they're a hunter and they're not. It's up to you to understand the characteristics of hunters and look for how people demonstrate they're a hunter. So people will tell you they're a hunter, but if they can't demonstrate from their past experiences and results that they're a hunter, they aren't. People will never come in to you and say, well, I'm more of a farmer but they might talk about things like how they can grow and maintain accounts, how they're a relationship builder. Those are characteristics you're looking for. And don't try to put a farmer into a hunter's role. They won't succeed. You won't succeed. So the best way to then grow your business and succeed with the evolution of the sales professional is to clearly be able to look for the characteristics that make someone a hunter, someone a farmer, someone a provider. And that's how you grow your professional organization from caveman to experienced, fantastic sales groups and keeping in mind that
we're all in the business of sales. So next time somebody asks you what's your title and what do you do for a living, think carefully before you answer. I'll see you next time.